because I'm leaving for Colombia tonight. Oh, yeah, that's well, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you so, prepared? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Como estas? I mean, hola. <laughs> hola. <laughs> Mi nombre es Raquel. <laughs> And that's that's just, that's you know it's that's not true. I, I've been practicing really really hard, but um, doing doing a talk in another language. Oh my goodness, it's just like it's so frustrating. And then because like the first half of the time, you feel like a total noob all over again because you're like, I don't know how to say the thing I want to say, right? And then, um, but what's really funny is and funny not in a haha sense but in a whoa sense uh like i have to simplify things i have i have the vocabulary of like a middle schooler in spanish and so in order for me to fully and adequately explain the things that i want to explain i have to bring it down to the level of a middle schooler <laughs> which actually means that i have to get rid of all of the jargon and i can't hide behind any of the jargon i have to actually understand what it is that I'm trying to say at like the lowest level possible wow. so that I can, I can use the language that I have and the limited language that I have to say what it is that I really mean. And so it's hilarious because I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, Oh my God, this thing that I thought I understood, I didn't know anything until now. I understand it better in Spanish than I ever did in English. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's very interesting. Yeah. Cool. What is your your sort of your background in with the Spanish language? I mean, as far as um, yeah. So my parents, yeah, my parents are from Puerto Rico, uh, which is a Spanish speaking island, uh, and I grew up hearing it. But in my like my only active rebellion as a as a chi- as a teenager because i didn't actually rebel in any other way uh was to not take spanish as oh. my language requirement i took french instead me so rebellious and then <laughs> uh and then in college i decided to take german instead of spanish and then in in grad school i did it in italy so like i learned every other language except the one that my parents spoke to me so i only know like I, I I hear the language really well. Like I can I can understand it pretty well if someone else is talking to me. <clears throat> but then me responding, like I used to speak Spanish. When I was like really really little, but it, it got it got made fun of a lot when I was a uh, in elementary school. So I just stopped. I was like, forget it. Uh-huh. I'm never gonna fit in if I like try to speak Spanish ever. So I'm just gonna speak English and I'm gonna be really good at it. And I am really good at it. But as a result, I'm terrible at Spanish. <laughs> that's terrible it's it's actually yeah. it's gotten a lot better but uh yeah, yeah. but so, so your parents tried to to raise you or or i guess do they still speak spanish or so you? not really like they speak to us like me and my sister in english it's hmm. they were just like it's a lot they easier if everybody speaks english well i think for them also like they needed to practice their English. Ah, okay. And so it was just everybody. I mean, in Puerto Rico, everybody's bilingual. But yeah. again, with the accent and the like international English, which mm-hmm. isn't really American <laughs> yeah. English. Yeah. No, I just find so. it interesting how, how different people, you know, with like multilingual families, <laughs> how they grow up and how it sometimes works really well to have, you know, the children come by or 
grow up bilingual and others doesn't work at all. And so it's all all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. I think in order to grow up bilingual successfully, you need to have uh, your parents be like perfectly fluent bilingual in both languages as well so -hmm. that you grow up with the right accent so that the other kids don't make fun of you. Now that said, you know, some point as a kid, you just got to learn that the other kids don't know anything. <laughs> you just got to ignore them. But <laughs> when you're seven, you don't know. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, hard. it's hard as a kid, for sure. Yeah. Kids are the worst. Mm. I hate kids. So <laughs> they can be so cruel. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, all right. So let's, let, let's get this party started. This is the show, right? <laughs> This is what people. I mean, this is what people tune in for, huh? Uh, huh? Are are we are we actually recording? I haven't been recording. <laughs> I'm recording. <laughs> oh, <laughs> great! <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, welcome to Reactive. Five minutes later. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Hello. Uh, <laughs> Good to be here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Entertaining. This is great. Uh, <laughs> now everybody knows what we what we talk about before and after the show. It's not actually anything that special, <laughs> except well, anyway. it's exactly. So, it's, it's, it's a very similar vibe to the show. Yeah. No yeah. No. Sauce, exactly. I guess. Yeah. No. We are. We are who we are. Even <clears throat> on the podcast. That, but no, that doesn't make any sense. Um. Right. So, yeah. so uh, I'm Khalil, and I'm here with Raquel. Hi. <laughs> and Henning. Hello. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so, what's up? <clears throat> what's going on in the world of, uh, what of us? What is up? Um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, uh, I gave a talk about observables yesterday. Oh, how did that go? Nice. <laughs> that was uh, was actually okay, I think. But uh, so what was interesting is like I so the goal of my talk was basically to explain observables, like the basics of observables, and <clears throat> I learned that. Well, so first of all, because most of those talks that you see online from Jafar Hussein or whatever, they're like really good, but they're they're there's lots of information compressed into the time that he's speaking. And it's a little overwhelming, I think. At least it was for me in the beginning. And uh, I was trying to take like 10% of that content and stretch it out in like half an hour and <clears throat> just try to, to give like a good grasp of like the basics of it. And I think, so the feedback I got was, of course, people that were not very technical, they didn't get it at all really but and then there was people who felt i was a little fast because i guess they talked fast i didn't really realize that and then also i just realized because observables they deal with like this functional type of programming where you have map filter and reduce um those array functions that that just the basics of using array functions just with arrays is actually not something that is so super common knowledge in javascript yeah. yet oh, that's why you had that follow-up tweet now that makes sense okay yeah had... 
You had said yeah. it would have been better to do a prerequisite of teaching. The thing is, like, if you want to do both, though, then that's 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 a lot. Like, I think then you need at least an hour. So I'm I'm thinking that maybe I I I should for like if I want to because I like this subject and I'm I, I was thinking maybe doing like like building out this talk to and and try to you know to uh, send send it as a, a paper to other conferences uh, to CFPs. Uh, is is that the right is call for papers and stuff? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, yeah. <clears throat> but I don't know if it's the right thing. Maybe maybe I should do like like first do some functional programming array fun or like cool example. What I'm thinking is like uh, array functions. What are array functions? Like the like the most important ones and, and what do they represent and then how can you use them to do really cool stuff with them and do like lots of examples in a talk. I think that would be really interesting to, to make it really, really practical to, to show people mm -hmm. how they can use it today. Because I, I, I gave lots of examples yesterday too, but I, there was like this kind of, uh, you, you had to, to really have worked with, with array functions already you know, yeah. a little bit to understand. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I really like uh, the idea of kind of a, a series of talks given around at different conferences, but like preceding each of the subsequent ones with like, for information, if you haven't seen this, like this is a follow-up to the next, to the previous talk or whatever. Uh, that's a good idea. Uh, just because like, I think, I feel like, it's really common for speakers to give the same talk in different places. And then it's also really common for speakers to give a completely different talk in different places. Usually the first one, people do the first one because it's easier to give the same talk over and over again. And a lot of times people don't watch YouTube videos. Uh, but the second group of people tend to kind of say, well, people are, it's going to be on YouTube already. So why should I even bother giving the exact same talk? People can just watch the YouTube video. Um, so I like the idea of having, a series of talks, even if, if they're at different conferences, because each talk should still be standalone. But if they kind of go in conjunction with each other, then you can reference the like the previous talk and say, hey, for more information on how this goes or whatever, blah, 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 uh, check this out. Mm -hmm. And I think people really like that because then <clears throat> they have like a self-made curriculum almost. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like a Khan Academy light uh, you know, starring your favorite speaker uh, about these things. Um, so I would definitely recommend that. And the other thing I wanted to say about what you were saying, Khalil, is talks that explain something that seem really simple uh, to some people, like, you know, array functions, mm. uh, is is not simple for other people. Like, they may have never seen it before. Yeah. And the perfect example of a talk that I like that does this really, really well is Philip Roberts's uh, talk about the event loop. Mm -hmm. um, like, it's just one thing, just the event loop in JavaScript. And people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, I totally get the event loop. But they don't actually understand the event loop. And Philip went in and, like, made a whole talk around the event loop with, like, a beautiful example of like you can actually see the event loop kind of working in real time and just that application alone i think i mean his talk i think has gotten like gazillion views on youtube uh we'll link to it in the show notes yeah. um but it's just so clear and concise and he spends you know a solid 20 minutes talking about the event loop but it's just like 
aha, I get it. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> just totally. Like, sh- yeah. like I actually saw it live last last year, and that was really yeah, cool. Same. Like, yeah, same. <clears throat> he yeah. Uh, he basically really visually shows what's happening, like when you do operations in JavaScript and and, and how they stack up and stuff like that. It's really really good. And uh, yeah, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say though that 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 the event loop is actually very simple. I think I, I, feel, I find it really hard still like to recall it now. You know how it exactly works, the mechanics of it. Like I think it's actually yeah, it's it's a little bit more complicated. But and I think it was amazing that he did that, and he did a, a lot of work and a lot of a lot of research went into it and. This app that he built is is crazy, and I just, uh, I coincidentally, I just, um, I looked at <clears throat> the plays of the the videos from last year, uh, from the JSConf um, recently because I was interested because I wanted to know how they compare to the plays of our video from the opening, <laughs> and uh, and uh, his his talk actually so far has like over seventy thousand plays. Wow, and that is way more than yeah. all the others have. Like, I think like oh, yeah. we're having five thousand now, which is which is good compared to because there's lots of videos from last year that have like four thousand or three thousand plays on your on your intro video. Yeah, <clears throat> wow, awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. And uh, yeah, so 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 that but that's <clears throat> like kind of that's like where it, where it caps out for most for, for, for so far for the other videos and his videos is like. <clears throat> <laughs> it's crazy. It's cool. Yeah. I have yeah. six thousand seven hundred and three on mine. <laughs> awesome. That's really good too. Oh, yeah. That's really good too. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, sure. I'm, 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 I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. No, it's awesome. It's totally awesome. I think uh, Philip's talk was really, really good. But, uh, but not to say that the event loop is necessarily easy, but I think people think it's easier than it actually is. Um, Just like the this keyword, there's a great, great talk that I saw. It was like a 10 minute talk on the differences like of the this keyword in JavaScript because people are like, Oh yeah, I know what this means. It's like, do you? Yeah. I learned that once and forgot it again. And I always have to look at that. I'll I'll, I'll find that talk and and put it in the show notes too. (laughs) Because it's so. Was your audience was kind of mixed then, Khalil? Because you said non-technical people. Uh, Well, there were some people like the the guys that that do more like um, that are you know like the communication with the clients that used to develop like they're how do you call like project managers and and like the the managing director of e-texture was there and stuff. And it, from them, I of course got even though, but they, but so it's it's they're mixed kind of because they used to be programmers, but like okay. ten years ago or something right. like that. And uh, for them, it was <clears> just like they didn't really understand what's going on. Yeah. And there was one guy who really who did appreciate it. Like for him, it was, I think there was one guy. He also uh, he just gave me feedback today also that he really liked it and that's not an easy subject and I did a good job and stuff. I think for him, it was the perfect talk because mm-hmm. he must have been totally, you know, he, uh, he must have uh, worked with uh, array functions already and functionally a little bit. And for him, it was a really cool intro to, to this concept of observables. And um, yeah, so it was very mixed. And then other people who are like um, a friend of mine, who's a really good programmer, and uh, but didn't I guess didn't really do a lot of with a lot with functional programming yet 
for him, he said well, that it was a little quick, like the, it was a fast run run through. So right, yeah. Mm. I I love giving talks at uh, at meetups though. It's like the perfect it's the perfect way to kind of test out a talk. Yeah. Without any major risk, you know, it's kind of like uh, in stand up comedy, going to <laughs> like little cafes and having this like tiny audience who. Like, if they don't laugh, it means it's really bad. You know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, like it, it's just, it's a, it's a really nice, nice way to kind of play around and, and feel it out. Um, so I'm glad that they're giving you that kind of feedback. Uh, that's the best kind of feedback. I, I would much prefer having somebody say that was too fast or I didn't get any of it versus somebody who's like, oh, I liked it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You're like, it's like, great. Okay. Yeah, it's nice, but yeah. it doesn't help me. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm very uh, happy. I was very interested of, uh, very interested of, you know, to find out the feedback after and, and, and just get a feeling for how this, this talk is for the, for people. And yeah, I mean, the, for me, the, the, the conclusion, conclusion is really like arrow uh, array functions the, mm-hmm. Like you really have to spread the word, you know how to use yeah. array functions or use Lodash, the library that you know implements oh, yeah. and stuff like that. And and but I think the problem is, at least for me, the, for me it was with Lodash and underscore in the beginning. Like for me, the problem was like I didn't really know what all those functions were for and how I can use them in a cool way, and that you can you can you know transform array data without muting the uh, muting the array like uh is it mutating 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 the the array and Mm. um and why that's you know a good thing and all these kind of things and those are kind of basic stuff and i think you can it's basic stuff so it would be good to to really try to convey the basics of of why array functions are interesting and then like then show a little bit how powerful they actually are what you can do with like you know like complex arrays and um totally yeah that would be totally cool all right cool we, do the talk yeah do it <laughs> do it and then next one and then we can yeah just make make it happen make next calls for right. gs yeah. <laughs> no that, that's i'm i'm trying not to speak on my meetups like i know i know <laughs> yeah. oh great so now i have three new things to to look into and oh, uh put on my list stop. i'm gonna stop here <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just uh, I remembered uh, that um uh I think it was Comlev88 is his name on on yeah. our Slack channel. He when he first joined I think 2 weeks ago, he uh his first question was um how do you do you have tips on how to keep up with stuff? I think you have mm-hmm. uh, a good article on that. So yeah. <clears throat> I thought that would be I, I think we've touched on that before, but for me that's been very um I don't know in the forefront at the moment again because I basically just turned everything off and stepped away from the fire hose and uh, mm-hmm. sort of took it easy and focused on work and focused on the things that, um, yeah, I need to do. And, uh, yeah, so maybe you can talk a bit about your your article or the article that you found. Yeah, so the article is by Tim Catlack and it's called The Fallacy of Keeping Up. 
And so basically what he's saying, um, he's explaining why he thinks that it's not really important to keep up with all the things that are going on in, in web uh, development. And uh, it's basically saying, you know, um, find the things that interest you and read the things that are interesting to you, you know, and um, and do that. And then the rest of it is just like, don't worry. It's going to be okay, and I think, I think there's two there's two kind of phases. At least for me, um, the one phase is where you are just trying to to soak in everything because you're excited about this field. And, exactly. So it's much easier and, said than actually done, right? <laughs> it is because I think there is this one phase where you want to soak everything in, and you have to kind of do it because you didn't you didn't find your place yet. Like you didn't really find the thing where you want to, okay, this is what I want to really dive into really deeply. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think, I think that it's, but I think you also have more capacity to do that because you didn't start to really go deep into things. You're kind of, you know, you're, you're soaking stuff, but it, it is stressful. I will, will not say like that it's, e that it's easy. But I think it's it might be also a little bit necessary if you have the energy and the capacity to, to just to like look at the the stream and what's coming in and what are those different things and kind of dip into there and dip into there. But the thing is, it's important not to worry that you're going to miss anything because I think that's mm -hmm. that's just something in 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 your head. Like if that's going on, like you'll be fine because the the important things they will always bubble up to the top over time and. Um, there's no if you have if you if you like if you are on Twitter and you and you're looking at and you you know looking at some blogs and stuff like that and you're following people that are working in that field that that you're interested in you will you will always find interesting stuff and as long as you find interesting stuff everything is okay and you don't have to worry that you miss something important because there's always time to get into the important things because the thing is with the with this whole all this hype when there's like a hype subject it's exciting and it's exciting to get into it but if you don't have time to get into it it doesn't matter because if it's really good it will stay for a very very long time right because i think totally. for, yeah. For, yeah for, i think that react for instance has a hype right now but the hype will be over at some point and if you didn't get into react now And you only have time to get into it in two years. You really want to do it, or something like that. It's most likely still going to be relevant in two years, or in a year, or something like that, right? So mm -hmm. I think those things. Um, I think this is this is how you have to kind of you have to treat it as a stream and kind of dip into it. And at some point, maybe when you find something where you really feel like, oh, this is really really like can be like my thing, then then kind of. Deep in, get deep into that, and for a while, don't care about anything else necessarily, or just you know do some dipping here and there in, in, into whatever comes along if you feel like it. But the one thing that you find, I think that's that it's good to to ignore the rest at some point and just go into that. Yeah, you have to get yeah. to a point where where you can just say, okay, I don't don't care about all of the subjects. I mean, because the thing is that you said, you know, focus on the things that are cool, and I, I can totally see that. But if you are looking, you know, at the Twitter fire hose or wherever you get your information, <clears throat> you know, there are so many things that are so cool. I mean, it, you know, sometimes it takes me 
two and a half, three hours to do the show notes. And the reason for that is because I'm following all the links that we put out. And, you know, boom. But isn't that enjoyable? I mean, isn't that great? It is great. But, you know, it's like, it's also, sometimes I can't afford to do that, but I do it anyway. (laughs) But but see, that is not really a a real problem, right? Well, The, The thing is, where I feel where there's a problem, people feel overwhelmed and they get anxiety or something like that yeah. about missing out or missing the important things. And they can't identify, okay, all this stuff seems interesting, but I can't identify what's important. And I think well, the, other, the other thing, though, is, is that it does give you a feeling of, oh, my gosh, I don't know anything. That, that but, is for But me. that's always true. And yeah. I think that's, that's actually... <laughs> I mean, yeah, that is actually. Once you accept the fact that, yeah, that you just... don't actually know anything, exactly, it, Isn't it's that a lot the... easier. Exactly, so much easier. Yeah, I know that I know nothing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That is, I think that's exactly. <laughs> you know what? That's healthy to have this kind of to have the knowledge that you know nothing, but also know that everybody else also doesn't know nothing. Yeah, you know. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I and I suggest so my, don't my... even go ahead. Oh no! I, I was just—I I was gonna. Uh, so my husband is is in school right now, and he—it's—it's it's, very—it's a very similar kind of fear of oh my gosh, I'm getting all of this information spewed at me, like like oh my god, I need to understand this mathematical concept and this mathematical concept, and then I'm also taking physics, which explains these mathematical concepts differently, and then I'm taking this other class and these other classes, and I have to keep track of every single thing, and I I. Very early on, I I gave him this piece of advice, which which I think will work kind of in the internet land as well, which is to simply say that if it's really important, you will see it more than once. Like, this this idea of, of, like, how to use the chain rule in calculus, the very first time that you see it, it's really more important that you just know that there's a thing called the chain rule. Right, like when you're reading your Twitter stream right now, I do this uh, kind of this um, roulette sort of thing, where I just like swipe down and let all the tweets kind of go fast, and then I like stop, and then I'll read whatever <laughs> like ten tweets are on my screen, and then I'll like you know roll it again and like read a few, and uh, and I'll see things like oh, there's this hot thing called React, or <clears throat> hey, there's this thing called ES6. We're now talking about JavaScript 2016, you know, and I'm like, it's not even 2015 is not over yet. Stop, stop, stop. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Um, the point is that you you can see these things every once in a while, and you'd be like, oh, okay, whatever. Uh, but if you keep seeing it, and every single one of those like kind of rounds of scrolls or whatever, then it's like, oh, okay, I've seen this. Somebody has linked this one article. Like ten different people have linked to this article out of you know. 50 i should probably read this article mm-hmm. um but if it's just like this one one-off thing i don't feel like i'm missing out on anything i'm just like whatever if it's really important i'll find out about it from henning and khalil but otherwise <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'm just gonna ignore it <laughs> yeah. and there's actually uh, i think uh, henning you mentioned that already the the nuzzle app that's yeah. actually really a cool app because it goes it takes a twitter stream and then just shows you articles that multiple people have linked to that are in your stream, right? Mm-hmm. So it's very customized to your Twitter, fo- you know, people you follow kind of right. stuff. This is, this is actually, it, and it's and it's really, I, I tried it 
today again it's really highly relevant you really find cool stuff so it it's yeah. basically that w what you are doing but just automate it for you yep. basically. <laughs> nice. exactly but there again you know you have to you have to have that discipline and the i don't know the carefreeness or whatever you want to call it to just ignore mm -hmm. stuff because and and i'm going to start doing this now you know i have my 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 reading list is is like i'll never catch up it's too no. long you know i'm just going to purge it no. And yeah. whatever, and whatever I can't read now is just not going to get saved because there's no point. It's not going to happen. Go. I think this is something stress. that we have to learn. You know, like yeah. this, this, this. I can read everything. Uh, thing. This is just not like it. Either you have to be like really rigid in how you f filter your articles out and stuff, or you just can't do it. And this is something that I kind, I kind of find, I kind of uh, learned early on um, by just using Twitter. Uh, because it, it be, became for me after I'm using Twitter, I don't know, since like five years now or so. And it qu pretty quickly became a problem for me to keep up with all the tweets and stuff. And then <clears throat> somebody said, well, you know, it's just like information snacking, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, 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 like you look in, you look at your Twitter, you'll read a few tweets that are coming in. And you know, if it's interesting, you interact with something and then you go away again. And all the other tweets that you didn't see, they don't matter. It's not, it's, it is egal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, um, <laughs> and that's, and since then, that really made sense for me. And since then, I, I really treated it, treated it like that. And that works for me. And I think this is something that we, we as, uh, as people, <laughs> like human beings that deal with this information, of, like, really, we really have to learn that. The one thing, like, it's okay to not see everything. And the other thing is important stuff will always bubble up to the top. Mm. Those yep. two things. Yeah. Totally. Cool. Speaking of Twitter, did y'all see the, the like huge layoffs that yeah, they had yeah. earlier this Angus week. Angus got laid off. I was like, what? What? Yeah. Angus did? Oh, yeah. my goodness. He tweeted Was today Angus, something. Uh, uh, Angus tweets Angus yeah. Kroll is his name, I think. I have his book yeah, right here. Yeah, it's Angus Kroll. Um, yeah. He wrote the book If Hemingway he Wrote JavaScript, which is a great uh. book. Um, yeah. Hey, but I think, he, I mean, he's going to be all right. He's going to be fine. But Oh, um, I'm yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's just, weird. I, Why would you do that? Or maybe yeah. he wanted to go. You never know. But uh, yeah. I mean, he. Yeah. they were giving definitely, there was this, uh, and that's what I saw in Nuzzle, actually, uh, the memo by Jack Dorsey, where he kind of said, yeah. I'm going to give it to you straight. And still was, and the memo was full with like bullshit terms and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I saw the edited version as well. Um, hasn't there been a lot of uh, sort of, I don't know, not trouble, but Twitter's been sort of in the news about financial issues or not, you know, being able to, oh, yeah. to uh, yeah, monetize, etc. No, the, the problem is, the problem is, and that was the, the corrected version of the memo was great because there was something about, and we want to show the world, blah, blah, blah. And they were correcting it. We want to show the shareholders, blah, blah, blah. Because <laughs> yeah. that's exactly yeah. what's going on. Because Twitter is healthy. Twitter is fine. Twitter is making money, is profitable, is growing. But it's not growing enough if you oh. are a public company, you know, because they have to show the gr the growth that that shareholders you kind of um, want to see from a tech company is not what Twitter is having, and so that's what they they have to try to you know take measures to achieve that growth. Otherwise, that's going to mm. be a problem of some sort. I have no idea. 
Interesting. Yeah. It, but it's, yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, we'll see. Everybody, uh, not everybody, but some people seem to be very excited about uh, Jack Dorsey being back in the CEO seat um, for the second mm -hmm. time now. And um, I don't know. I have no idea. He, today he tweeted out, oh, we added, you know, so-and-so to the board and he will show me how, it, you know, to grow the company and da-da-da-da. And I checked out this guy's Twitter profile. He tweeted eight times so far. <laughs> so <laughs> so, so that funny guy, to me. Yeah, that guy actually was uh, Google employee number 11. He was Ooh. the first business guy okay. at Google. And so that's... That's why this is big news, <clears throat> even though dude's only tweeted eight times. Um, <laughs> I just think I it's mean, funny because you have, I mean, you have to understand yeah. Twitter if you want to grow. Yeah, that's, that is hilarious. I mean, we'll see. I mean, in so much as you know that it is a technology. Okay. It is a technology. <laughs> Now let's, let's make it a huge booming business that the shareholders are going to be really happy about. I don't know. Let's put uh, ads everywhere. Then yeah, exactly. BS. Yeah, it's true. It already, and apparently <clears throat> it works. I mean, good for them, but the thing yeah. is, it's hard for people to understand how to use Twitter. And, uh, yeah, just, somebody posted a, a, a German article today, or it was like, or like from a newspaper or for something. It was a picture of a teenager, and he said, "Yeah," uh, and it was a little like snippet, and it said, "Oh," uh, it was a quote from him, and he said, "Yeah, well, you know what? I I use Snapchat since two years now, and it's just a little bit more funny and stuff. And Twitter is kind of for old people." <laughs> Twitter is for old people. It's always been for for people like. So I think I saw like Snapchats for like under 25, under 30. Mm -hmm. uh, Twitter's for like 25 to 45. And then Facebook is for like 30 and up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like It's true. Yeah. Like nobody, I, uh, I hate Facebook. So it's like, you like the, the different music, um, I don't know, what do you call it? The 80s, the 90s and so on. So <laughs> depending yeah, on when you were exactly. born. <laughs> kind of. Uh, <laughs> Although I think I feel like Twitter and Facebook are about this. No, no, Twitter's a bit younger, a little bit younger, yeah. like a few years younger. Yeah. Uh, but eh, whatever. Yeah, I just hope that anyway. that for for our use case, how we use Twitter, how developers use, and the web community uses Twitter, that that it doesn't get shitty for us. I really hope that it's gonna yeah. be really cool. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, it is definitely like my number one information source. Yeah, for sure. Same. Yeah, yeah, for me too. Same. It's pretty much the only social network other than GitHub. And even then, GitHub, I don't really use it the way other people use it. So I'm just like, Twitter is my social network. Yeah. If we're friends, we're, we're friends on Twitter. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe we have to move to, uh, to uh, Snapchat if Twitter goes down. Oh. <laughs> It'll be funny. Oh. How do we do that? I'm just... <laughs> What I is that? I, I, I would, uh, yeah. What is Snapchat? Oh, actually, I do know what it is, though. Like, I know how to use it. I because I'm interested in what the young people do. But, um, <laughs> uh, and I think actually Snapchat is really cool. I like Snapchat. It's awesome. But nobody, nobody lawn. in my like, nobody of my friends uses it or anything. I think it's super fun. Because, because, so do you? Do you guys know what it is or not? 
I, mean, I it's, actually it's a, really don't. I've heard of it, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here, so here we go. This it's basically so it started out by just being a thing where you can have friends, and then you can snap a picture of yourself or of something, and then you can put some text over it, and it doesn't. It's not supposed to look good or nice or anything. It's supposed to be like goofy stuff, right? And of course, I mean, if you want, you can you can you know do sexting and stuff like that. But um, so, but in the beginning, it was just like private private messaging where you would send uh, you would be friends with somebody and would send them a picture and you would and send then it goes away yeah and it, you yeah. set how how long they can yeah. see it for yeah right and so they tap on it and then they see the picture and it's funny or something you put smileys on it and text and stuff and they can respond <clears throat> and that is actually i mean i i don't know like like uh i just tried it out with you know send a message to my wife and she sent something back or whatever and i mean you know if it it that's fun you know you just goof around and do some funny stuff and but they they get really creative like the kids get really creative with that and now you can also do stories which means like you can send so anybody who follows you you don't have to you know follow them back and be friends in that sense can see that story that you're posting and it can be a video or it can be an image and it can also have all this goofy stuff you can draw on it and stuff and then that's available for 24 hours and after those 24 hours you can the people can't see it anymore that's it basically well thanks okay. for explaining that to the old fart <laughs> <laughs> i mean we this is really not our generation like it's for for like two years ago like kids in school like they were, that's what they would use and i think it's, it's interesting <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. anyway anyway it is very what else is going on what lots, else is going on in lots. the in the world um, yeah question is the so i've i've discovered that um well i don't know i guess you know i deal with a lot of or i, I am sort of looking and and seeing what's going on in the amber community and uh a lot of people have started live coding on live coding tv or twitch tv is that something that's been okay. around for a while or yeah I've, um, I've, I've seen that i've heard that that you can um yeah, live coding TV or something like that. Where you yeah, can... it's live coding TV. Yeah, and um, I mean, you know, here's another thing that'll suck your time. But, um, I found these two guys. They're from Ember Weekend, um, Jonathan Jackson and Chase McCarthy. They actually um, seem to be doing this during their work time, so their employer seems to be cool with this, and they do pair programming. So um, most of the things I've sort of you know looked into. We're sort of boring because nobody's talking, or maybe there's one guy, or you know, talking, or they're just streaming music or something. But uh, the pair pro- programming aspect was actually quite interesting because they're they're used to thinking out loud, so they do it all the time, and they you know they're having a conversation, and and so you can more easily follow what they're doing. So I thought that I found that very very interesting. They've done it twice so far, and. Um, I guess their um, their podcast Ember website or their is an Ember website, and uh, so they're messing around with that while they're uh, streaming it. So I thought that was pretty cool. I didn't watch the whole thing, but the few things that I did see were were quite interesting. I don't know how much um, time I can spend on that, but uh, it's just something so cool. that's popping up. Yeah, I had a really interesting conversation about pair programming with my coworkers yesterday. And it's and it's kind of like that, right? Like like there's there's a 
there's stuff that you can learn by like watching somebody else code. Mm -hmm. Um, But then like for you to really, really learn it, you need to be the one making mistakes and like, and, and the person who knows what, what they're doing needs to like sit next to you and hold their tongue and ask really, really good questions, leading questions like, yeah. so that line that you just wrote, what do you think it does? Right. <laughs> you know, like, like different things like that. But I think it's, it's really fascinating, the, the notion of uh, people putting out there, like, this is how I code, and this is how I think through code. Yeah. And uh, it, it's the same as watching other people play video games, right? Like, how do you how do you master that boss? You know, whatever. Um, and uh, you know, except that in this case, the boss is the algorithm, <laughs> or the bug. How do you master that bug? Squash it. Squish. Isn't that yeah. what Twitch Twitch TV is big on on video games? Isn't it? Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so the pair programming thing that sounds really interesting. Or maybe if 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 uh, somebody does it on their own and they would be commenting on what they're doing all the time, that would be also interesting. Yeah. I think just watching mm-hmm. them code. I think I guess people also do it. Like, uh, there. Yeah, it's just extremely time consuming. I mean, you know, the, yeah. the, the information is not as condensed if somebody, you know, does a tutorial. But uh, yeah. I just found it interesting because the, there's another a tweet that just popped up before the show. Um, Laura T- Lauren Tan, she's um, she was a speaker at EmberConf. She was just say, are, "Are you bored? You know, come and watch me code." And she's doing it now on on Twitch TV. So, hmm. kind of funny. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Ember, Ember, Ember. I uh, did a workshop over well last week on Thursday, Friday, which was super helpful. It was. Uh, Ember, Did you lead it or, or you attended no, it? No, 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 no. I took part in it. And um, okay. it's another online thing, of course. But uh, yeah, all this stuff I'm doing is in the States. So it's it's kind of rough because this starts around 4 or 5 and then goes until 11. <clears throat> but uh, this mm-hmm. was extremely good. Um, I thought I knew a lot more than I actually do. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that, that uh, was very, very helpful just to get the basics again and... Um, have the ability to ask someone the questions. So that was very cool. It's on front end masters. I can highly recommend that. So they do, I guess they just have, um, you can like buy a subscription and, um, that gives you access to their library, but they also do when they actually create the videos. Um, they do sort of workshops. They have them, uh, on site. So I think there's about 20 people or so that are actually there with the teacher. So the teacher is actually interacting with, people in the room and then up to a hundred or 120 they said that are online and um it's pretty reasonable and then with that um you know the workshop cost you get like six months of access so that was it's kind of a no-brainer i think it's like 200 300 bucks or something like that so pretty good Hmm. enjoyed that yeah unfortunately it was Mm -hmm. quite a little bit short because my Daughter got sick again, and I had to go and wipe, wipe up vomit. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> it was a rough night, and then I had to, yeah. Anyway, oh. so, kids, yeah, <laughs> always sick. 
but it's nothing serious, so that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, Raquel, what's going on in your world? Yes. Um, I mean, besides frantically practicing my talk for uh, JSConf Columbia this weekend, um, not too much. I'm I've kind of transitioned a little bit in my role at NPM. I've be I've been kind of given a little bit more responsibility in a project manager type role, um, which is. Ooh. Oh my God, so Ooh. hard. Yeah. Shout out to all the project managers out there. Your hard. job is hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like, I'll come home and my brain is just done. It's just completely kaput. It's like, I am <laughs> out. I like, just, I just want to like sit in front of, like on my couch watching Netflix and eating ice cream. But instead, I have to, you know, eat dinner and then work on my talk <laughs> in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> so my poor brain, I can't wait till Monday because I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna sit on a on a like on a bench and just stare at the sky for like an hour because <laughs> my brain, my poor brain. Um, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. uh, but <clears throat> it, is, it is really fascinating though, just thinking about like the the structure of a team as opposed to like the structure of your code and and thinking about. Like if you think of each of your team members as an API and you can call out to the API during certain hours of the day, uh, but like you need to know when the, when the API is, is available, right? For like what, when to do what. Um, and like, I think one of the biggest problems, like at least that we've had at NPM, just from a team perspective, is that there's so many of us, well, there's so few of us and and but there's so much going on that we don't take into account some of the like most basic things like oh these people are going on vacation <laughs> yeah. and and like it's it's a huge value of ours like like we really really stand by it when we say that like you have a life outside of work and so you should you know take advantage of it um so like we don't I will yell at my team members if they say I'm done for the night and then show up with like a pull request at 8 p.m. I'm like, uh, no, you said you were done for the night. Go stop working. Go <laughs> hang out with your family and friends and play video games. I don't even care what you do. Just stop working. Um, so when it comes to like figuring out our projects, how do we plan all of our stuff? How do we figure out what our deadlines are without – pushing our our teammates to be to go really really hard uh when they really shouldn't have to right like it's one thing to set a deadline without talking to your engineers first and seeing how long it takes for them to do something it's another thing entirely to say okay how long does this thing do you think this thing will take let's add a little bit of buffer time okay that's our deadline you know like uh one's just a little bit more humane than the other <laughs> and so i'm trying to like balance the the like the values of of making sure people don't work when they're not at work uh but also how do we get everything done on time uh like in a reasonable amount of time because we we haven't set the deadline um and and knowing when the apis are available and when they're not available uh or apis are, are still you know my teammates um and <laughs> it's it's a really fascinating but hard problem to solve yeah, estimating um, and, software is just, oh, it's insane. Ugh, mm. It's the worst. Yeah. I think that was one of the major reasons why I didn't take computer science in college. Because, like, 
at least in mechanical engineering, you knew that the problem set was going to take you about three hours, give or take. Worst case scenario, you like hang out with, with some of your friends in the same class and you work through a problem together and you know that you're done when you're done. But like all the computer science students, they'd be like, ah, this computer science problem set is, is due or like this homework, this application is due tomorrow at 10 a.m. And it's it's 11 p.m. the night before and there's a bug somewhere uh-huh. <laughs> and I have no idea where it is and they don't write tests and they don't understand any of you know it, anyway uh, uh, rant but okay. I also imagine um, the, the work that you guys do is also sort of a I mean there's there's um I guess software or web development that mm-hmm. um is sort of repetitive and you kind of know what to expect because you've done a lot of it before and you you can estimate it really well but then there's projects where it's just all you know or a lot of like unexplored territory and things that have never yeah. been done. And that's just insane to try to estimate that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, so. it, it all comes down to to defining the project in the first place, right? Like yeah. if it's a really big project that's going to span six months, forget it. No one will ever know when that thing is going to be done. No one. Unless you just declare that it will be done in six months and you will push your, your team to finish it by that time or else. Um it's a lot easier to take a really tiny chunk of work and say, oh, that's going to take me about a week. And then you just like, okay, that's it. We're done. We've estimated this thing is going to take a week. In four days, we'll start talking about the next things, right? Like it's a lot easier to estimate things in smaller chunks than it is in really big chunks. Um, and so that's just a fascinating thing. But then at the same time, I'm still trying to code a little bit. <laughs> so I don't uh-huh. like... <laughs> <clears throat> oh, that's hard. <laughs> yeah, that's difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you don't. But you just like coding, so you want to code. And yeah, it eats up your yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can I can see that. For instance, uh, my boss, he is a uh, like he is a developer really, and he wants to. He also he does a lot of developing in our team, but he also has this. Uh, responsibility where he has a team and he has to go to all those different meetings and steering meetings and this and that and he's there's just so many days where he just doesn't get to do any coding at all <clears throat> because uh, yeah it's just a different totally different thing it's interesting yeah yeah and so um, you're so you're still working on or or you're doing the like Bug fixing or feature development on orgs or what's yeah. going on there? Yeah, no, we're totally still working on it. It it turns out that uh, as much as you can think that you understand, like you might think you understand what the user is going to want, and then you open up the beta to like a select few group of users, and and it's a it's a good diverse group of users, right? Like big companies, smaller companies, uh, you know, just casual teams, whatever. And when 90% of them ask for a feature or like they say like, we cannot continue until you, you make this thing available to us and you expected only 10% to want that, (laughs) then all of the estimates go completely off. Okay. Um, So, so that was kind of an interesting exercise in, oh, well, we didn't know that that was going to be a big deal. (laughs) 
because and then and then of course you sit there and you ask yourself like why didn't we think this was going to be a big deal why <laughs> why why did like like who made this decision why did they make that decision what right. kind of things can we do in the future to prevent that sort of accidental decision happening and blah 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 and um you know like not pointing any fingers or anything like that it's more of a just like wow we yeah. really missed the bar on this one yeah. it's um, good to understand why so yeah yeah, absolutely. And a lot of it comes down to user interviews <laughs> and really, really, really like asking our users. Because like, it's so easy to, th- to think to yourself, oh, well, I'm pretty sure our users are going to want this. Um, but without directly asking them like point blank, like, what is it that you are like, given this situation, what would you want? Um, like you'll ne- you'll never know you'll never yeah but probably they, and then you'll they, find they wouldn't know system. until they you know get into the beta and see it right that's a that's also a right. big problem is that most of the time people can't imagine even developers i guess can't can't envision or de- imagine yeah. what they really want until they start working with something that you made and then they tell you no that's not it <laughs> you know <laughs> do it like right, this exactly. or whatever yeah yeah. Exactly. And for that reason, I, I'm so happy we have the beta, right? Like having yeah. a beta is so useful mm. because we can get that side, that kind of feedback without it being, you know, <clears throat> the entire community coming back at us and being like, uh, <laughs> 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 uh you're, you're missing something. <laughs> Did you know you're missing like this huge thing right now? It's like, oops. Can you say uh, what it was? Um, what it I mean, it, it it's pretty simple. It, it's basically um, it turns out a lot of people uh, got like when we came out with scopes, people saved their company name uh, as like they created a user mm-hmm. named their company name so that they could have scoped modules. Mm-hmm. What they really want to do is they want to turn that company name into an org mm-hmm. uh, so they can have multiple people in the org. Well. We didn't really think that people were gonna like create users and then turn want to turn them into orgs. Except that like ninety percent of our beta users had created users so that they could eventually turn them into orgs, and <laughs> we're like, oh, <laughs> oops. So I mean, it, it's it's something fairly simple, and in retrospect, it's obvious. But uh, from the perspective of us a few months ago, we were like, well, I mean, a few people probably will do that, but we're pretty sure that other people like people probably aren't, not most people are going to do it. Or it's only going to be a one-time thing. And <laughs> while, yes, it's only a one-time thing, everybody needs to do it that one time. Mm-hmm. So um, we learned our lesson. Uh, you know, eh, little thing, but big. Like, it it required a lot of uh, development on the back end. Uh, mm-hmm. Totally different. Like, we just wanted to get something out the door. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was a pretty yeah, you huge blocker Yeah, you were concentrating on the actual features that you have in orgs and, and you know everything yeah. orgs needs to do and user management and all this kind of stuff and, and that was like just exactly. a minor thing that was you know, yeah, we'll just do it later when, when it's done but I guess it's also just something right. that but that's only something that's just now right because all those be, those better users they must have known that orgs are coming so all of them were yeah. they're not there yet so okay but we want to have our name and stuff like that so yeah it's just this one time exactly thing. yeah exactly so eh. oh well we learned our <clears> lesson <throat> and 
um, as a result, we're not pushing it out the, as soon as we want to. Mm. Um, but such is such is the the way of software development. <laughs> yeah, exactly, that's right. never so, fails. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think people would rather have a fully functional <clears throat> thing that works well than a good looking, fully functional thing that doesn't do the one thing that they want it to do. So, yeah. uh, you know, that's what we do. So we make sure to, to push something out eventually. <laughs> Sounds good. Good deal. Yeah. All right. So, so wait, so we, did we start before we actually started? How long has this podcast been going so far? <laughs> <laughs> Our I don't know. I will see. Our I, are like, <laughs> I, I started recording, I don't know, maybe, uh, five minutes before we actually said we're starting the podcast but i don't know if if i can use that or we'll have to listen back to it and see and then i'll ask you if it's okay um all right yeah but i mean we're almost i I guess we're almost at the hour or something close yeah close Uh, almost almost almost. (laughs) um i know that we wanted to talk about our 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 community a little bit Mm -hmm. um you know like shout outs to our newest members yeah we have uh we have our list or checklist people to shout out so mm-hmm. there is um spaziu spaziu i guess is the name mm-hmm. so shout out to spaziu uh, uh, shout out to uh Sethi. shout out to kramar 42 then it's getting more difficult. Shout out to Kala Harvey. Yes. Or something. Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. And then that name uh. is Sobti. Oh. Shout out. <laughs> and, uh, That's the best and, <laughs> and shout out to Two More Days, who who actually big up your talk uh, from last year, Jay's Conf, when she came in, which was uh, yeah. very cool. Yeah. Yay! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I like how I, so things are getting a little quiet in in our in our Slack channel. We have to it's figure true. out how to like. It's because because things. we are not so involved ourselves currently in in the Slack channel. I think yeah. uh, I think we've been kind of uh, a, a driving force, like keeping up conversations and asking people how they're doing and what, what and stuff like that. And that kind of always then perpetuated itself into more conversations. And when we don't do that, I think it quiets down. And I think we were all just very busy recently. So I guess we yeah. have to, we'll have to get yeah, I think it's somewhere. everything. All right, in that case, took a step back. Yeah. Cause the project is sort of the same yeah. thing. We had uh, good momentum there and then things are kind of quiet now. <clears throat> Which is okay. Yeah. Just um, that's the we can pick oh, yeah. a reason. I think yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So here's what I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest uh, to our wonderful listeners, those of you who are in the Slack channel, and those of you who aren't, go ahead and join our Slack channel. Uh, tell us what like like give us one thing that uh, you wish you had known when you were first getting started out that uh you know now but you didn't know then let's just let's just open up that conversation and i'm going to do it from here instead of doing it on the slack channel to kind of inspire people to kind of whenever they hear it they will add that to the slack channel 
And then maybe we can have like a sustained random people popping up over the course of the next week or, or so saying, oh, this is this is something that I wish I had known when I was first starting out. Cool. Um, anyway. Very Experiment. Good. That's a good idea. Yeah. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, we – let me see. No, we do not have any new reviews. So um, okay. if you have not done so yet, please go to iTunes and leave us a review or um, – you can just rate us. That would work too. But a review would be even nicer. Is always greatly appreciated. So, please go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And what else do we want to say? Um, <laughs> I mean, I still have so much really. stuff that I wanted to get into the show that, <laughs> that I can. <laughs> But I'm kind of thinking, okay, should I like at least, okay, there's a few things I would like to mention and, or just okay. it's basically links. And so one okay. is the JSConf EU impressions video just uh, okay. came out today. Oh yeah. Very cool. It's just cool. It. Yeah. It's just, That's fun. And what I, what I like about it especially is that from our opening performance, they have a nice shot where you can see a little bit more of the room while while the performance were go- uh, the the triggering of the videos was going on you can see how it actually looked because for me it's super interesting because i didn't see it from that perspective and uh so i oh, like that okay. yeah and also it's a really nice put together little video so definitely recommend that if you want to get yeah. some um yeah and also a uh, really cool video i watched today was uh photoshop is dead by yuna kravitz uh, she, okay. Yeah, she talked at CSS Conf this year and um, uh, CSF uh, CSS Conf EU uh, this year, and uh, that's a really cool talk where she kind of shows how you can um, do a lot of the 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 effects and you know like kind of yeah effects that you can do with Photoshop uh, with with Chrome via CSS by using CSS filters and blurring and. All kinds of stuff. I mean, she does just like it starts for, for me. It was like it starts a little slow because I was like, oh, okay, I know this already, I heard this already, da, 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 da. and then at some point it just takes off, and I was just like, wow, I have no idea that you could do this with CSS. So that was really really cool, and and she is uh, she's a really like um, really good speaker, like she's very well delivered. So definitely recommend watching that, and. Um, and then, yeah, so I'm going to keep some links for next time, but uh, I definitely want to mention the computer show, which is hilarious. It's, uh, you can find it at computer.show, literally. <laughs> and uh, and it's, it's a little uh, fun project by, um, they're called the Sandwich, Sandwich Video or something like that. <laughs> and um, so this guy, he, he has been doing... Uh, or it's it's a company now, and and it's founded by this this guy. I think yeah, his Twitter handle is Lonely Sandwich, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and uh, he he um, he is a really good like filmmaker, and he did a lot since a long time now, and he's he's kind of well known in the Apple community, the Apple nerd community thingy, and he has been doing a lot of videos like the little you know um presentation 
films for for different apps and different products and the cool thing is that he only uses they only take products that they actually like that they don't take anybody as a client and um and those are really cool videos you can go to the video uh, sandwich video uh site we'll find the link put it in the show notes and watch all the videos they made and stuff it's really amazing stuff and they did this computer show just for uh for fun and because I guess they had some time on their hands and uh, it's really cool because it's the whole aesthetic. It's, it's set in the eighties, right? Where computers was like super fancy new and it looks like the video looks like it's a VHS video or something like that. And, <laughs> and the, the host like is dressed like in the eighties and always has the co-host, which is, which is a lady. And she's also dressed and has the hair from the eighties and stuff. And then they always have a guest at the show that is an actual from an actual startup today. Right. <laughs> and they just look normal how they dress and look today. And, and the, this eighties host asks interviews those people and um and then he doesn't understand really what a website is and they have to explain there's there's um reddit co-founder is there and and they have to explain he has to explain to this uh so this 80s show host like kind of what a website is and how this community thing works and it's very this guy who plays that host is really is is really good at it and it's very funny and it's it's super well done and it's very yeah so definitely have a look at that it's very cool sounds good <clears throat> yeah and i think that's it from my link list from today we'll talk about the rest next time all right <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Woo! all right so i would say um that's it um as always find the show notes at reactive.audio uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm Khalil tweets on Twitter. Uh, the show is reactive pod on Twitter and yeah, that's it. For yeah. Me. Uh, I'm i uh, I'm Rockbot on Twitter. You can definitely find me on Slack. Uh, and once again, we forgot to ask Khalil why he finally settled on oh. Khalil tweets as a Twitter handle. Yes. But, <laughs> but first, first let's hear from Henning and then we'll go back and ask. Yeah, Khalil that's a good idea. Khalil All down. right. Yeah. So I'm H. Glattergotts on Twitter, and I'm very curious about this story now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so I'm on, I'm on Twitter since, like I said before, like I think five years or longer. I have no idea. And Twitter is super important for me uh, as, as a medium. Like I really um, – it's the best way to contact me, and I get – Almost all my information nowadays, like all the new stuff, interesting things, conversations, uh, you know, meet people and stuff like that. All of that hap- all all of that happens on Twitter a lot for me, and it's just it's important to me. And and since the beginning, <clears throat> I always wanted to have my first name, right, at Khalil as a username. And I was always, I'm always since since the beginning, I'm pissed that I came too late to get my. <laughs> To my, my first name. So there's this guy, he has at Khalil and he tweets like once a year. This is infuriating. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> and, um, and, um, yeah, so, so, but, so I was always looking for like, okay, like I wanted to have some sort of a name that I like that I think is cool or whatever. And then I went through a lot of, I mean, 
you just saw the latest escapades. <laughs> there was more going on because I don't care really about the. I want to have something that I that I like, but I really end up not caring about it because it's not my first name on Twitter. It's not <laughs> my first choice, right? And um, mm. but but at the but it, and then I try to find stuff that has kind of a meaning for me and this distilled hype name that I had for a while now, for maybe a year or two or something had a meaning for me because at some point I started this blog where it was, it was, was like a link blog where I kind of was distilling. I did this kind of curation thing where the, all the cool stuff that I saw and I wanted to write it down. I wanted to share it. And I did like a newsletter first and made a blog out of it. And people really enjoyed that. And in posts that I did on my personal blog back, back then of those like curated links and um and i called it distilling the hype basically you know and uh and that that became became my twitter name it was my website and stuff like that and i'm not doing that anymore and i don't want to do it anymore and uh so that the meaning of that just got less and less for me and then at some point then i changed i tried to find something else and i thought tiny modules was cool because i like tiny modules modules in programming and i use basically twitter for me is always the context of programming and javascript and stuff like that and um but then it got on my nerves and uh very quickly why? Why? just just be just because because i don't know why i just it it annoyed me you know and um and and so so basically i settled on khalil tweets because i've i felt like it needs in order for me to, to, so that my name, so my Twitter handle doesn't annoy me, <laughs> it has to be something kind of neutral. And, uh, and so it has to be my name in the beginning because that's fine. And then I just have to put something at the end of it that, that I can bear. And, <laughs> and I always liked, I always like, <laughs> yeah. And I was liked, I do, I have no idea. I'm weird like that. Like, words and, and characters and stuff like that it always kind of it has i have a like a very kind of a relationship to it that is just more a feeling than actual something that i can explain and i always um i always liked angus tweets right so which talked about angus today and angus tweets i liked the kind of tweets post fix on his uh twitter handle so I stole that, and to to me, right now it feels like I can I can deal with it. I think this can be my Twitter handle for to, for the end of time. Maybe <laughs> oh. we'll see. <laughs> Strong statement. Seen, wow. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, just to throw a a, a wrench into this whole thing, um, I've seen a lot of people put like underscores at the end, right, so that you can yeah. still like. It, it still auto completes, right? So I can say at Khalil, and then it would it would auto complete um, with the underscore. But the only problem is that then people assume that it's just at Khalil, and then they start mentioning this other Khalil, and that would be really no. weird. But um, uh, believe it or not, there's yeah. so many Khalils. Uh, Khalil one, two, three, four, five, and an underscore <laughs> and underscore. That there's Khalil underscore and there's underscore Khalil, and seems to oh, be uh, yeah common name huh in the world of the twitter no but i but i'm cool i'm cool like i like this neutrality of this 
and I, and I'm kind of like, for instance, I, I kind of went to like just using like my name and then something that like a post fix that has something, some con something to do with the platform. For instance, I'm Khalil snaps on Instagram now. Oh, <laughs> uh. yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, All right. I think I can deal with that. I think that's okay now cool. for me. I don't, I don't have the feeling that this will change very soon. We'll see. Okay. It's definitely way better right. than mine still. But hey, maybe I should really try. Maybe I should just contact Khalil on Twitter, the at Khalil guy, and see. Because I really never did that and see oh. what he wants for it. Oh, he's going to want money. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I can give him like eh. five euro. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, you're not you're not allowed to exchange money for. Um, Ooh, for, for no, yeah, oh, you, can ex ex uh, you can against the, the terms of service. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, oh. yeah, but it doesn't have I to mean, be officially. Do <clears throat> or you can say like he has a favor. You can have a favor. Yeah. <laughs> Careful. Careful. Yeah. So. Okay. Anyway, well, keep us posted. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Super I don't. Super fun chatting with you all today. Yeah, with you too. Yeah. All right. Cool. Have a good one. I'm cutting you off. Cutting you off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Next week. <laughs> People Bye. need to get to work and to bed and stuff. So. Bye. What's that? What's that? <laughs> it's me saying goodbye. Also, okay. All right. Goodbye. See ya. Bye. <clears throat>